Around the world, they drink this beverage in its many exotic forms. Half coffee and half hot milk. You go to the Word of God and find out who you are. Whether it's next year, 10 years, 20 years from now, you'll never be able to say that these brothers lied to you, Jack. Believe the scriptures. Thank you for tuning in to Macchiato's Music and the Scriptures. I am your host, Martinez. Please subscribe to these podcasts on iTunes and YouTube if you haven't already. And if you're a brand new listener, I don't know how you got here. Maybe you got here via my Instagram page, Facebook page. Maybe somebody texted to you. Maybe you came across it on iTunes or YouTube. But however you got here, you're here for a reason. You came across this podcast for a reason. Now, this is not your ordinary, regular podcast. This is not something that you're going to find every day. This is something, this is a podcast that is intentional for you, helping you to grow spiritually, helping you to understand the Bible, and helping you to take God at his word and not just what social, I ain't going to say just, not take at all what social media has to say about Jesus and his word because we know that a lot of people have a lot of different opinions about a lot of stuff with no facts behind it. Everything that you're going to get from this podcast, you're going to get facts, super facts, and all the facts are going to come out the Bible. They're not going to come from my opinion. They're not going to come from my cousin's opinion. They're not going to come from something that I just overheard this is going to come through God's written word that we're going to read together we're going to enjoy some music and we're going to chill and sit back so with all that being said with all that being said today we're going to discuss the integrity of God's word we're going to discuss the importance of God's word you know so God's word is has integrity to it. it's attached to a meaning that you know you can trust it you can rely on it you can take God at his word now when I say integrity what do I mean by integrity integrity being defined as the quality of being honest and having strong moral principles or moral uprightness some of the synonyms for it is rectitude honor ethics righteousness virtue decency fairness sincerity truthfulness truth trustworthiness the state of being whole and undivided god's word is full of wholeness god's word is not lying to you this is not something that someone wrote just because they didn't have anything else to do this is god's inspired word to us and by the end of this podcast i pray that you are 100 percent convinced that God's word is true. There's no need for me to look to the left or to the right of me because I know that God's word is true. With that being said, let's go to the first scripture. Let's go to John chapter one. Now we'll be reading out of the New Living Translation that may be different from the traditional King James. If you're reading out of the King James, it's all good. We're still gonna end up in the same place. So John chapter one is where we're gonna start. John chapter one. Verse one, it says, in the beginning, the word already existed. The word was with God and the word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him and nothing was created except through him. 
what is that telling us i believe the king james says in the beginning was the word the word was with god and the word was god the same so it says in the beginning the beginning of what the beginning of time the beginning of human existence even before not say even before humans existed the beginning of anything that ever was see god doesn't have any birthdays because he always was you understand what i'm saying so it says in the beginning was the word the word was with god and the word was god so it's telling the word was with him and he is the word god and his word are one that's what it's trying to get across to us god and his word are one one in the same jesus is the personification of the word jesus is the word in human form jesus is god in the flesh you understand what i'm saying god just the term god in itself just simply means ruler that's all god means if you look it up it just means ruler that's it okay creator that's what god means now who is god that's why when a lot of people say i thank god for this i thank god for that well God could be many things to people. God could be a chair. God can be a moon. God could be whatever you people deem as important to them. They can view as God. Now, when I talk about God, I'm talking about the God of the Bible, which is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is God. You understand what I'm saying? So I want to make sure as we move forward that there's no misunderstanding as we get further into this. I know I have some people that's listening that already know this or whatever, but we got some new listeners. And I want to make sure that everybody, you know, that we all on the same page, that there's no uh, misunderstanding as to what I'm talking about. So I want to make sure we all good. Okay. So when I talk about God, I'm talking about Jesus. All right. So let's keep going. So it says in, in the beginning was the word the word was with god and the word was god so we got that so we understand that god and his word are one now let's go to hebrews chapter 4 hebrews chapter 4 look at verse 12 it says for the word of god is alive and powerful it is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword cutting between soul and spirit between joint and marrow it exposes our innermost thoughts and desires what does that the word of god does that the word does that what am i talking about the word remember we're just talking about the written word the bible his words the words that you're reading on that page are powerful He's saying the word of God is alive. It's not dead. It's alive and it's powerful and it's sharper than the sharpest two edged sword cutting between the soul and the spirit between the joint and the marrow. So that's why sometimes when you read the Bible is as if he's talking directly to you or you may be hearing something preached or taught and it seems like it goes right inside of you like it pierces you. Yeah, that's because the word of God cuts. It's alive. It's God making correction on the inside of us. You see what I'm saying? This book is not just a book of that you just, you know, find just so happen to find in your hotel drawer when you go in there that, you know, ain't nobody else got nothing to do. So we just going to put the book in there. No, this word has life in it. And for some reason, whoever started doing that in hotels, they understand that whether they live by it or not. It's a lot of things we do in this country that people don't live by. Now, we should live by the word of god and we're gonna get into that later but there are a lot of people who don't but they respect the book 
but we're gonna see if respecting the book should go hand in hand with you know how we living so you go in the court they tell you to put your hand on the bible you swear to tell the truth the whole truth nothing but the truth so help you god you say i do now they may not believe everything in it which is strange you know what i'm saying like they may not believe what's in it so i don't know and that's what we'll get into that maybe in this podcast today or maybe later on but that's what you call tradition it's just tradition there's no power behind it we're just doing it because the people before us did it grandma did it everybody else did it you know it's like a story that was told to me where um this mother was uh cooking and um she had a roast and she would always cut the butt end of the roast off and drop it in the pot and um she did it and then her daughter did it, and her daughter did it and they just did it they didn't know why they did it they just did it so one day um one of the grandchildren she said um why are you cutting or one of the grandchildren asked the mom said mom why did you always cut the butt off the roast or why did big mom always cut the butt off the roast and she said oh she just did that because the pot was too small so she didn't know that she just thought i'm just gonna do it because my grandma always did it but she didn't understand the reason behind it she didn't understand the purpose behind why she did what she did so when it comes to god's word there's a purpose behind it there's a greater level that he's trying to get us to it's the word of god is not like he's he's trying to keep us from having fun all oh, the the bible says uh flee fornication meaning no sex before marriage oh god just don't want me to get it in out here no he's probably trying to keep you from getting aids <laughs> you know what i'm saying he's probably trying to keep you from uh just number one being filthy and number two it can open you up to so many different things you know so that's just one example so we're not dealing with religion here so when i talk about the word and as we're reading the word just understand he's he's god's a realist so he's saying yo my word is alive it's powerful it's sharper than any two-edged sword it's gonna cut through your soul and your spirit and that's what we need so don't think that's a bad thing that's a good thing as we walk and live in this earth we need some signs we need to know when we're safe and when we're out you don't ever want to walk the earth blindly that's why god gave us his word so let's go let's keep going um where we want to go let's go to first peter chapter one first peter chapter one verse 23 now i'm going to read this out of the um king james version it says being born again not of corruptible seed but of incorruptible by the word of god which liveth and abideth forever so it says we're born again out of corruptible seed see corruptible seed just like it says it corrupts it can eventually die so he's telling us and giving us a metaphor showing us that god's word is like seed it's like seed that you plant into a ground except his word you plant into your heart and it's not corruptible it won't corrupt anything in you it won't die it's everlasting it's ever living so he's saying we're not born again of corruptible seed but of incorruptible by the word of god which liveth and abideth forever 
so the word of god is incorruptible seed so as you are hearing this episode and as we're talking about the word and as you're gaining more understanding and as you attend um bible studies and you attend church services and you're hearing the word being preached not a man's opinion but when you hear the word being preached to you to your spirit it's sowing seed in you incorruptible seed seed that's everlasting and everlasting and everlasting okay it lives and abides forever i don't know about you but i've met people before who may have been um mentally ill or maybe strung out on drugs or whatever have you and you know they can quote scriptures in the bible i've 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 encountered some where you've maybe they may have came up to you, asked you for some money, and then they'll say, God bless you, and you know, and they'll start quoting scriptures. Well, that's because those scriptures are in their spirit. It's not in their head. God's word is in your heart. So it comes out of their heart. Mentally, they're not there because of maybe some narcotic they may have been taking, some drugs and things like that. All those things affect the human brain. So they may be mentally out of it, but their spirit is well aware of the word. But see, that's what it talks about, the soul and the spirit. So now they need deliverance in that area. So now we have to pray for um, deliverance when it comes to their mind. The enemy wants to get a hold of our minds. You heard that term or even read the book, The Battlefield of the Mind. The battlefield is in the mind. So he really tries to um, keep people in bondage where their mind and mental is concerned. So let's keep going. Incorruptible seed. Let's go to uh, Romans chapter 12. While we're on the subject of the mind, let's go to Romans chapter 12. Look at verse 1, King James Version. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, or I beg of you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God the amplified Bible says in verse 1 it says therefore I urge you brothers and sisters by the mercies of God to present your bodies dedicating all of yourselves set apart as a living sacrifice holy and well-pleasing to God which is your rational logical intelligent act of worship and do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs, but be transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind, focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes, so that you may prove for yourselves what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect in his plan and purpose for you. So God is telling us that the word of God as we learned that it's incorruptible seed so it's getting in your spirit and it's changing you from the inside out now what's going to start to happen of course as you read anything as you continue to read it also changes your way of thinking so the true transformation comes from your mind being renewed to god's word and the way that it becomes renewed is by you acting on it not just reading it but acting on it I'm going to say that again, not just reading it, but acting on it. That's what's going to bring about the true transformation. Because you have to understand, once you get saved, once you ask Jesus Christ to come into your heart and you repent of your sin, what God saved was your spirit. 
not your mind because you can go to the altar or wherever you happen to get saved at and once you accept Christ you can leave that place or go on about your day and some of the same thoughts may come some of the same desires may still be there some of the same ways that you handle and how you move out here may still be there it's because your mind hasn't been renewed yet so what happens is you have to renew your mind in God's word and that's going to take some time in certain areas depends on how long you've been doing this particular thing God's word can then get in though and remove those ways of thinking so let's go to James chapter 1 we talked about doing the word let's go to James chapter 1 so doing the word is only going to bring about a change and that's also one of the ways that you're going to know that God's word is true See, this is not I told them. Well, I haven't. I don't know if I told you, but I think I've said it before. But the Bible is not a history book. It's not a book that you just open up and so I'm gonna get me good old little read novel reading. It's ain't a novel. You can't read. You can't just open up Genesis and 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 just read straight through. You can, but just know it's not in order like that. Ooh, let's see your answer. You might be reading something Genesis two and find the answer. And the book of Lamentations. You see what I'm saying? Because it's not in order. And the Bible is a manual for our instruct. It's a manual, as one preacher says, of high performance living. You want to live high, you want to perform high, rather, on a high level, then this is the manual for that. The government doesn't have our answer. No one has our answer but God. So we have to get our answer from the one who created us the one who created the government not the government per se but the individuals who are operating in that office so we all need to be seeking god for the answer and the answer is in the word so james chapter 1 look at verse 22 it says but be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving your own selves for if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in the glass for he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was wow what the amplified bible says the amplified bible says but prove yourselves doers of the word actively and continually obeying god's precepts and not only merely listeners who hear the word but fail to internalize its meaning deluding yourselves by unsound reasoning contrary to the truth for if anyone only listens to the word without obeying it he is like a man who lit he is like a man who looks very carefully at his natural face in the mirror, for once he has looked at himself and gone away, he immediately forgets what he looked like. But he who looks carefully into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and faithfully abides by it, not having become a careless listener who forgets that but an active doer who obeys, he will be blessed and favored by God and what he does in his life of obedience. That's how you prove God's word. Prove a meaning. Oh man, that Bible ain't real. Oh, the Bible this, the Bible that. It's because people aren't doing what the Bible says. Or they just, um, I don't I told you, you know, we've heard so many different things about the Bible. We've heard, I've heard, you know, years ago, oh, you know, you read the Bible, you go crazy. 
that's probably because they didn't understand it and you can't understand it if you haven't given your life to jesus i told you this is not a book that you can just pick up and it's not a novel this is a manual for instruction this is god's word written to his children this is not this book the bible is not for everybody it's only written for people who have committed their lives to the lord that's why people who haven't committed their lives to the lord or gave their lives to the lord can't understand it and only thing they can probably understand would be something like in proverbs or psalms or proverbs because proverbs is just just like it sounds a book of proverbs of knowledge and wisdom principles for life you know so but when it comes to the intricate details of god's word and who god is and the character and how we should operate they don't understand it and we were all once there i was once there but once i gave my life to jesus i said yo things seem more clear now <laughs> so what's that song um oh i can see clearly now the rain is gone yeah so you know you can see clearly once you give your life to the lord but let's move on so like i was saying be doers of the word not hearers only in james 122 he says if you listen to the word and don't do it then we'll end up deceiving ourselves you end up deceiving yourself deception simply means believing something that's not true so we're reading the bible one thing and then we we get on facebook or or the gram or wherever and then we're reading about something oh you know jesus it's just whatever and now you're like yo wait wait what because you're just listening and you're not doing what you listening and do and then you reap the benefits of doing and then the bible everything happens exactly how the bible says it's gonna happen can't nobody move you can't be shaking at all say listen brother I understand what you're saying i hear you but I don't think you got all the facts correctly. I think you're kind of throwing the baby out with the bathwater because there's no way. There's no way this book is a lie. There's truth in here. God ain't prejudiced. God don't have color. And we know Jesus wasn't blonde hair and blue eyes. Yeah, we understand that. We know that. We understand that you may have had ignorant people of, of the past, of um, other racial groups who um, were deceived, obviously, themselves and trying to convince a, another group of people, black people, that, hey, we're you guys are inferior and this and that. And yeah, we may have believed it back then. But guess what? We can read now. <laughs> and we've been, we've been, we all through this book. And we understand that God shows no favoritism. So God isn't racist. He shows no partiality. That's in the book. So all that stuff that people talk about and that you hear people talk about, about the slave masses and the Bibles give. Forget all that. Let that go. That's a mentality that we don't need to indulge in or need to take on. Because if you take on that type of mentality, you'll corrupt your whole way of thinking and you won't even be able to receive from God when he's speaking to you. So let's keep going. Talking about the integrity of God's word. Remember, his word holds integrity. It holds integrity. His word can stand under. You can, it can stand under um, scrutiny. Oh, you know, the Bible contradicts itself. Impossible. Let's go to Psalms 119. You know what? Before we get that, let's go to a song real quick. I'm gonna jump into this song. Um, I don't know what I'm gonna play yet. I would tell you, but I ain't know what I'm, what I'm about to play. So, 
so just sit tight chill out we'll get you something to drink or whatever and we'll be right back you listen to macchiato's music in the scriptures macchiato's music in the scriptures
This concludes side A. Please flip to side B. Psalms 119, let's look at verse 89. It says, Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. So it's telling us his word is already settled in heaven. You don't need to change it. You can't change it. Number one, there's no, it's already settled. So whatever God has spoken is done. That's it. So it doesn't matter what people say or the critics or people say, oh, man, whatever. Jesus ain't coming back or that stuff ain't true. Or my grandmother believed that stuff or my auntie believed that stuff. And she was broke or my aunt believed that. All, it, his word's already settled. So we have to be fully persuaded, fully convinced that God's word is true, not because someone that we know said it didn't work for them, so to speak, or so they claim, but it's true because he said it. So you need to know God for yourself, and the way you get to know him is through his word. See, I'm convinced it's too late for people to try to tell me uh, such and such not true. Now, you probably, if you probably could have caught me back maybe in 05 or something like that. You may have may have gotten me possibly, but it's too late. I'm, I've already tasted and see that the Lord is good. I'm I'm yo I'm I'm convinced. The Lord is good to me. He's already showed Himself to me. I don't mean showed Himself to me physically in a physical form. I mean He's proved Himself to be real in my life. I mean, what more do you what more do you need? You know what I'm saying? So my responsibility is to proclaim the gospel to you so that you won't be deceived. So my responsibility as a preacher of the gospel is to share the good news with you so that you won't be deceived. These are safeguards. These are things that I'm planting in your spirit because I want as we're reading this together. So that when someone try to come up to you with some false doctrine or whatever type of theology or philosophy that they believe, you won't be moved or shaken. Let's go to Matthew chapter four. Let's look at verse four. It says, but he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Again, Jesus says it is written, man, meaning mankind, shall not live by bread alone. Shall not live by bread alone, meaning that you think that you can just survive in this earth just by eating food, natural food alone. Jesus says otherwise. He says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. That's letting us know that God, of course, we need natural food to sustain our physical bodies. Good natural food, not, not junk. We all should be striving to eat healthy so that we can maintain our bodies and our strength as we need to you know live day to day and fulfill god's assignment on our life but also he's saying that you also need my word spiritual food it's one thing to work out every day and eat natural food sure you got your physical goals that you met but spiritually you're lacking spiritually you're weak and god doesn't want us that way remember let's go there let's go to um let's go to first timothy chapter four you can go there real quick. First Timothy chapter four, look at verse eight. It says, for bodily exercise profited little, but godliness is profitable unto all things, having promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. So he didn't say that bodily exercise doesn't profit. He says it profit of little, 
but godliness profiteth all things. So he's saying the spirit man, God's word getting into your spirit. Remember we learned this incorruptible seed. So getting incorruptible seed into your spirit, he's saying it's more profitable than us going to golds or going to club fitness or wherever you may work out at YMCA, whatever have you. Cause he said the spirit is gonna profit it all because God works from the inside out, not the outside in. So let's be mindful of that. So you don't wanna think you can go day by day just by working out every day. I'm a vegan now and I'm gonna do this and that, but then you don't get into the word or hear the word every day. So we gotta hear the word, read the word and do the word every day. We should. I mean, we take a shower every day. We brush our teeth every day. Once you, once you, once we become, once we commit our minds to doing it, and trust me, the devil gonna fight us tooth and nail. He gonna always make sure the phone ring. He gonna make sure all oh, something popping on the gram. Or that's why I try to read off of my phone. So I still use a physical Bible. I encourage you to still use a physical Bible, especially when you're at home. Now, maybe at church, it may be different, but. I'm telling you, a phone can be a major distraction and you gotta know you. Like I know me, I know that can be a distraction if I'm trying to read, I get a notification. You know, I'm not so spiritual and deep to where I say, oh man, forget that notification. Now sometimes I will stop and check it out. It's a distraction, so I have to, I know I can't do that. So I have to just stick with the book. Gotta make sure I'm getting that time in and building my spirit up. Cause as things happen in life, if you're not um, spiritually strong, it could break you. And God has set up no defeat for us. God's desire that we always win. Last scripture. Let's go to um. Let's go to Second Timothy chapter three, verse sixteen. It says, "All scripture is given by inspiration of God, and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction." for instruction in righteousness. New Living Translation says, all scripture is inspired by God and is useful and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. Wow. So now we know the men of old were inspired by God to write. That's how we got the book. So when people say, yeah, the book was written by man. Well, every single book that you ever read in your life was written by man. So cut it out. The difference between the Bible and any other book, this was written by man, but it was inspired by God. God breathed his breath on this book. Now, holler at some other authors and ask them, has God breathed on your book? Is this, is your, you know what I'm saying? Is your book inspired by God? Is it profitable? Is it eternal? Is it everlasting? Is it incorruptible? Until they can answer that, just say, we ain't got nothing else to talk about. Until your word in your book can become incorruptible, come holler at me. Other than that, we ain't got nothing to talk about. So I appreciate you all for tuning in today. I pray that it's been a blessing to you. I pray that this made you think. I pray that this encouraged you to, to study the word and to stick with God 
and to do his word. I know we listen to a lot of stuff and we listen to a lot of things that motivates us and get us equipped, but we don't do it. So I encourage you to, as you listen to the next sermon, whatever sermon you hear, if you go as you attend church or Bible study, or you may be listening to the word, as long as it's the word and they're teaching you from the book, I encourage you to do it and let God show himself strong in your life. Subscribe to these podcasts on iTunes and YouTube. I'm waiting on Spotify to respond back. Once I get that response back, then I'll let you all know that, you know, we will be on Spotify. So I'm working on that now. I'm working on trying to get this podcast up on title. Uh, I want it to be everywhere. So you all be praying. Continue to pray for me as I pray for you. And uh, we're going to move forward in Jesus name. Remember, you can follow me on all social media at mbills314. Remember the book of Romans chapter 3 verse 4. The latter part of that verse, let God be true and every man be a liar. Until next time, I'm out.